Bad things happen in Philadelphia. Bad things. To the 40, 35, into the 30, cut back 25, into the 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the best bad idea we have, sir. All right, guys, we are the Driveway Athletes. I'm Jack, joined tonight by Ed. We are here tonight to do another mock draft episode. It's been a couple weeks um, since we did our last one. A lot lot has changed, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we did one. I I feel like we did a mock. It's got to be at least like six. Is it six, it's got to be like about six weeks, I would think, because like we did a couple episodes um, about uh, philosophies, and we did a, a lot of uh, episodes about ranking. So, believe um, it or not, the last mock draft episode we did was June twenty fourth. So it's been over a month. Uh, you're you're it's you know five weeks or so. So yeah, you're, so, you're right. So now we're into training camps. And um, some injuries, obviously, and we're, and I hate to say this, we're going to have more injuries probably coming out of camp. But you're starting to see some coach speak, which we kind of got to um, read between the lines there. Because um, you see all this stuff come out, like so-and-so. Well, for instance, like here's a great one. Um, A.J. Green looks phenomenal. In, in training camp, right? Everybody's in the best shape they've ever been in. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so we got to read between those lines. Um, and uh, as we discussed before, like we value the mock draft as a great exercise and to kind of see like where people land. And um, again, you're, you're not trying to win – a league here you're trying to see where players land um how the rankings have gone how your team makeup is about how the like which players you decide to choose here yeah i think uh, and now like maybe you did a mock draft and i doubt you did one in june but if you're doing your draft prep maybe you did one recently or you did one two weeks ago and things have changed. You want to see where the market is maybe on some guys. And, and I'm getting kind of, uh, I don't know, that phrase is wearing a little bit on me too. Um, but you want to see where guys are going, you know, mm-hmm. and get a good feel for what players are around where you pick. Your first four picks are pretty important, you know, when you're building your roster. They certainly are. Um I think we talked about, like, maybe it was earlier this week. Um, Those later rounds, too. So, where you... We talked about, you know, via uh, text messages, like, hit rates and all that stuff, and when to um, maybe take a risk on a player. So we'll kind of go through that exercise as we go through this mock draft. So um, you ran a number generator uh, before we got before we turned these microphones on, and uh, you landed at pick eight, and I landed at pick twelve. Um, I think that you guys, I've said it, I can't, I probably can't count high enough. I prefer to be around the turns, so I prefer to be at ten, eleven, twelve, or one, two, three. Um, it's just a personal preference of mine. Um, so, I, yeah, I totally agree. So it's it's a good exercise that I got eight because this is kind of the middle of the round. So, um, we'll we'll see how it ends up here. Um, yeah, we're using Sleeper. I highly recommend this app, um, especially throughout the season because it gives you turn your notifications on for this 
because it will give you updates on like injured players and and um, things like that. So it's it's a really I, I really like this app. Yeah, I mean we've been using it for many years. Um, it's changed a lot over like the last three. Um, so originally I don't remember it really even being able to host leagues. Um, check it out if you're looking to change platforms. Uh, they have a lot of customizable scoring, a lot of innovative stuff. Um, I'm a big fan, um, and they don't pay us. Uh, we just like their, you know, the the site that they've built out. It's a very good fantasy resource. Completely agree. All right, so I'm going to hit Star Draft here. Okay, so first picks are Dalvin Cook, Christian McCaffrey, Saquon Barkley, Jonathan Taylor, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Tyreek Hill. Uh, A little little weird of an order, but okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm... um... Taylor's stock has dropped a little bit for me based off of some injuries that have come out of camp with Wentz and one of his starting um, offensive linemen. I think they had a couple went go down today or yesterday, too. Yeah, and with Wentz and, and the linemen, like, they have the same injury, which is crazy. So they're five to 12 weeks. Um. Barkley this early is bizarre, um, and Henry going this late is, is a bit bizarre. So it is what it is. Um, I'm at eight, and um, I'm looking at running back, and I got two on the board that I like. Um, Chubb and Elliot, and we've discussed go back to our rankings um i'm gonna go chubb here he just got paid they're gonna give him the ball yeah he's he's gonna get volume i would imagine so uh i'm at the turn pick 12 the picks were after chubb Devontae adams elliott and aaron jones um i was kind of hoping that aaron jones was going to slip he did not um so I would also be looking running back. Um, most likely. Uh, but basically what I'm probably doing here at this point is I'm, I think I'm going to split those picks. So I'm going to go ahead and take um, Diggs. And then I'm going to take um, Antonio Gibson. So... Uh, I'll, I'll rip off the picks that go after. So I think that Diggs, again, represents a player that can finish at the one. Uh, we saw him be really good last year. I still think that there's some growth um, there. Uh, I don't th- I don't think this is like... The only risk is that Diggs does tend to miss some games um, throughout his career. Um, but a high upside receiver, um, even at three... While not maybe as safe as Hopkins, I think he's probably at this point in his career maybe surpassing Hopkins. Right. Um, I took uh, Gibson, then Hopkins, then Eckler went, then Travis Kelsey, and then is your pick. Yeah, I'm uh, a little surprised that you went Gibson there. Um so I'm looking at my options here. I think at this eight spot, like I'm looking at the wide receivers that are on the board versus the running backs that are on the board. Um, hmm. This is tough. Uh, I like a couple backs here. So mix it. It it, it wants me to pick. Take Mixon. Um, I'm not so sure about that. I'm almost leaning Har- Najee Harris, who's going to get a lot of volume, or a Calvin Ridley. But I'm going to go ahead and pick Harris here. 
So Mixon goes immediately next. Um, I go Gibson um, as the writ will go down the order as it comes around. But um, I went Gibson because I do think that he there's a he offers a lot of upside. Um, so after you took Najee Harris, it went Joe Mixon, DK Metcalf, AJ Brown, Kittle, Mahomes, Swift, Ridley, Waller, Jefferson, Allen, Dobbins. Montgomery, McLaurin, Clyde Edwards. So Clyde Edwards almost gets to the tail end of this round. Um, and then it is your pick. That's a that's a big disrespect to to Edwards. I I got to be honest. Like we talked about this uh, off air. Um, I think Edwards' stock is going to rise in the next couple weeks. Here, I think. I think you're correct. Um, I think it's also a bit silly that it was ever low. Um, <laughs> but it is what it is. You know, like if you're telling me, you know, J.K. Dobbins, Montgomery, or Swift, we're pretty sure to a reasonable degree of certainty that Edwards will be on a better offense. Oh, yeah, for Without a doubt. And um, just having the lead back in a good offense is a good thing to have. Mm-hmm. Completely Talent agree. Aside. All right. So it, it's Your back to me. Um, I'm going wide receiver here. Now, it, you know, like a lot of the mock sites that are, that we, go through they suggest picks right and they want me to take michael thomas um that would be a no i won't own him at all but on the board after him is alan robinson and i'd gladly take him in the third round at pick number eight um he's a wide receiver one without a doubt so um yes and uh additionally um so when you use these sites, you have to remember sometimes it has to catch up. It's using an aggregate version of like what has been going around, you know, like, so it's going to take a little bit for that to catch up. And that's some of what that is. Um, so I'm up at the turn and we talked about, you know, what do we do here? You've got to, you're not going to be, I'm not going to be picking again for a while. So whatever picks I make, I have to, uh, if it's, there's anybody I like and they're in that suggested range, there's probably a, again, a reasonable degree of certainty that they're not going to be there when I come back. So we, you had to actually mention this as a player you really like, and I don't know that um, Amari Cooper is going to be ready to start the season. And there's some concerns about Dak and they're being a little bit conservative but I'm going to go ahead and take C.D. Lamb. All reports now are that he's the best receiver on the field um, in well, Dallas. I mean, I got to be honest. Like, this is a fantastic pick. And if this were, like, a live draft, I would applaud this. Um, he is a guy that I'm looking to, like, he's he, he's going to be, I'm projecting him to be uh, top 10 this year. So I also know that there's a player that I really like and I know he's not going to be there uh, when we come back around. And I'm also fairly certain this is a little bit of a reach. That being said, uh, I'm not in love with Miles Sanders. I'm not in love with Josh Jacobs. I'm really not in love with Daryl Henderson. So I'm going to take a guy that I've been talking about this all season in Travis Etienne. Know it. <laughs> um, I think even as a rookie, he's representing in, in, in a half PPR setting and a full PPR setting. He's, he's representing a good amount of receiving targets. Um, and I don't think that they're receiving core. I think that ETN and LaVisca Chenault and I mean, to the outside receiver point, Marvin Harris or not Marvin, Marvin Harrison, Jesus, Marvin Jones, um, they're really going to be the pass catchers in in Jacksonville. 
So uh, I'll take Etienne as a dynamic player there, and we'll see where it lies. I just don't think that team is that married to James Robinson. Yeah, which is um, which is bizarre to me because he had such a good rookie year. Um, New coaching staff, though. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, you're right because they they probably want to do something different. So after Etienne, it goes. Kyler Murray, Josh Jacobs, Amari Cooper. So again, when we're talking, it's your pick um, as you're thinking and mulling it over a little bit. When we're doing this, like I might not necessarily take ETN in the same spot, but I want to see what my team looks like in doing kind of two and two in my first four picks and taking a little bit more risky but upside players. Yeah. Um, so back to me, I'm going wide receiver here. Um, because I got, I feel like I've gotten to, I'm confident in my running backs. I don't really like who is on the board currently at this spot. So I got Julio, Chris Godwin, Woods, DJ Moore. Um, I think Julio is a good value at this pick. So I'm going to take him. Okay. Um, keep your eye on those injury reports. Um, he yeah, did. I know he is injured. Right. Um, so after Julio, it goes Josh Allen, Daryl Henderson, Chris Godwin, Miles Sanders, Miles Gaskin, uh, Andrews, Galladay, Robert Woods, Lamar Jackson, DJ Moore, Dak, Pitts, Lockett, Hawkinson. You are back up. I really like the um, – hold on. Let me – I'm just going to see what other players are. Um, we're starting to get a little thin at quarterback here, but I'm confident I can get a guy that I really like coming back. So I'm not going quarterback here. Running back, there are still a couple guys that I like to coming back if I if I want to go running back. I'm gonna go wide receiver because I, I do like who who's I mean, we got some really good players at this spot here. Um Thielen, Cooper Cup, Deontay Johnson, Jamar Chase. Um, I'm not a fan of rookie wide receivers. If this were a dynasty draft, I would take Chase here, but he probably would go in the first round in dynasty draft. So I got to decide what I want here. Feeling cup, Deontay Johnson. I am going Cooper cup because I like his. Uh, quarterback situation the most out of Thielen and um, Johnson at this point. So um, after you took Cup, Hunt, Thielen, Deontay Johnson went. I was hoping that Deontay Johnson would come back to me. He simply did not. Um, So as we said, uh, basically at this pick – I would have, if Kyle Pitts was available, I would have taken Pitts. He did not make it back to me. So tight end, I'm probably just going to wait a long time for at this point. Um, he represents someone who I feel like is a, is a big drop-off as far as potential. Um, so here I am. I've split my first four picks, but I also feel like with ETN and Gibson, I am more on the risky side. So if I started off with someone who I felt was a little bit safer but capped, I might go ahead and take Chase Edmonds. Um, I don't believe he offers that same stability, I guess I would say. So I'm going to take Mike Davis um, as somebody who's got a little bit uh, more of a guaranteed workload, at least based on the depth chart. Um, But turning around, I don't feel as exposed at receiver. I think Diggs is a very good player. Um, I think that Lamb, we've seen it. He's going to be a very good player. So with that, while where you felt like you wanted to shy away, I'm going to steer right into it, and I'm going to take Jamar Chase. 
Um, so after Chase went Higgins, Herbert, James Robinson, and then it is your pick. So now that I know that most teams have taken their quarterback, so to speak, I'm fairly certain that the next couple guys that I believe could finish in the top 12 will be there. So I will wait till it comes back to me for quarterback. And I am looking at um, running back here. And we discussed when, when you get into this sixth round, fifth, sixth round, um, the hit rate for running back drops off, right? I mean, basically, once you get out of the second round for running back, it drops yeah. off. So I'm going to swing for the fences here um, because I have two good running backs in two good situations. I'm, I'm fairly confident in my wide receiver core. So I'm taking a risk, swinging for defenses. A lot coming out of camp for Javante Williams, um, who, in all intents and purposes, is going to take over the starting role in Denver. Um, rookie running back. Um, I, I feel like he's going to get a lot of work, and it might not be in the beginning of the season. So I'm fine with um, putting him on the shelf for a little bit until he gets going. So I'm going to take him right here. So after Javante Williams, Brandon Ayuk, Chase Edmonds, Chase Claypool, Beckham, Goddard, Melvin Gordon, Ronald Jones, Russell Wilson, Cortland Sutton, Raheem Mostert, Robbie Anderson, Aaron Rodgers, Noah Fant, DJ Chark, you are up. Did you expect Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson to be there? Um... I thought they may have been, um, but when I was looking, because we discussed this on a couple different podcasts about where um, running, or I'm sorry, quarterbacks in this range end up, they generally are separated by very few points. So I wasn't disappointed that those two were off the board because I thought that the remaining people could wind up in the same area. So I am going to go quarterback here and I have these players to choose from Jalen Hurts, Brady, Stafford, and Ryan Tannehill. Now Hurts, we have discussed. Um, he, I think he's going to get a lot of um, points on the ground here. But I'm not in love with his arm, his throwing ability. He's essentially a rookie. Um, Tom Brady, Hall of Famer. I really like his offense. Stafford, we've discussed, like his offense in Tannehill. Honestly, I could probably wait here because I can definitely get one of these guys coming back. Um, you know what? I am going to wait and I'm going to, again, swing for the fences again, because I like this player, I like his talent, um, going another Denver guy. I'm going to get, take Jerry Judy. So after Jerry Judy hurts goes, David Johnson goes, Juju goes. So, um, I had reserved myself that I thought hurts would be there, but I'm going to go ahead and take Brady. Um, the offense is going to be good. Um, so I'm fine with, uh, taking Brady a little earlier than I normally would with just having that good, um, known ability. I mean, you don't know at age injuries a risk, but can't predict it. Um, ah, sorry. I lost my, um, breath there for a second. So, <clears throat> running back has thinned out a lot um, since we started. Uh, and, again, I went Mike Davis. He represented my third running back. I don't know. As much as I'd like to sit here and say at this pick, I'd like to reach for Michael Carter. Um, I don't know that my 
roster can sustain another weight player, even though I think that um, Gibson and, and Davis should be fine. Um, and the, really the talent at receiver isn't fantastic either. So like when you start looking, and this when we're talking about hit rates, when we get into this round, tight end isn't really that likable. Wide receiver isn't that likable. Running back isn't that likable. And this is my second pick. Um, after I took a quarterback, and I'm not going to take a second quarterback. So um, I'm going to take <clears throat> Debo Samuel here. Okay. Um, he is the consensus pick at that spot. Um, he is a another guy that doesn't seem to be able to stay on the field, uh, but like be healthy. But he is a sh- big, strong receiver who is very good at. Um, taking f- flat routes to the house, you know. So uh, we'll see what he ends up being. But uh, at this point, he's my fourth receiver uh, behind two pretty good ones. So uh, a little bit of insurance against Chase. Hopefully don't, both don't bust. Um, after I took Samuel, Damian Harris, Brandon Cooks, and Trey Sermon went. And then it is your pick. All right, so... In a home league, I may have gone quarterback a little early because people tend to take two quarterbacks. So I could not reasonably wait for the situation that I'm currently in. But I got two guys I'm confident that can match some of the other quarterbacks that I've taken. So I got Stafford and Tannehill. Stafford changed teams. He's with uh, the smartest coach that's ever lived. That's so, ever carried a clipboard. Yeah, um, he's the he's a genius, right? <laughs> then I got Ryan Tannehill, who I feel has been quite honestly disrespected. He's reinvented his career. Love the situation he's in. I'm gonna go Tannehill here. I like his uh, I like his receivers that he has, and I like his offense. I'm, so you've I'm, got a stack, yeah, Tannehill I'm, I'm and Julio. Yep. Um, so then Zach Moss, Matt Stafford, Fournette, uh, Devonta Smith, Curtis Samuel, Tyler Boyd, Kenyon Drake, Jalen Waddle, Michael Carter. So I was right that he wouldn't make it back to me. Landry. Um, Logan Thomas, Robert Tunyon, James Connor, and then you are back up. Um, so I'm probably good, like we have both waited on tight ends, right? We have. Um, and interestingly enough, like a lot have gone off the board here, to where I, I we're kind of in a situation. I feel like both of us that we may be streaming core or if we had these teams, we may be streaming tight ends throughout the year, but I am going to pick, let me see. I'm just, I'm just going through who we have left in, in various spots. I'll get tight end here in the ninth round and I'll, I'll take, it's kind of a dart throw. I'm going to go... I can't stack Irv Smith. I, um, I'll go Gusecki. Okay, so after Gusecki, Antonio Brown, Joe Burrow, LaVisca Chenault come off the board. Um, so I'm back up at the turn. Uh, if there was a co- better quarterback picture in Indianapolis... I might be likely to select Pittman here. Um, he was a player I liked to grab late when we knew that there, you know, Wentz was starting. We don't know that now, um, so uh, that is not the case. Um, but <clears throat> sorry, I'm sitting here with uh, what? Uh, see, one, two, three. Three running backs. I'd still like to solidify that a little bit, but I'm not in love with the like. None of the players really have a path to a starting job here. 
um, without an injury. Um, so I don't know that I still would do that. Again, you talked about it. We're both at a dearth at tight end. So I am going to take Irv Smith here. And again, now that I don't, I've got a long time to wait, I am also going to go ahead and take uh, Jamal Williams. Um, he's going to have a role in that Detroit offense. He's been pretty good. Um, we just don't fully know what that role is. We know that he's behind um, Swift, but we know he was signed there to, to do something. They didn't bring him in to just spell. Right. Um, it's back to me. I am looking at either wide receiver or running back at this point. Um, I really like the Cowboys offense, especially if Amari Cooper is not able to start the season or if he's slow to get off. Um, I'm going to go Michael Gallup here. I think he's got good potential on that team. Um, so after Michael Gallup, it was Gronk, A.J. Dillon, Devontae Parker, Hollywood Brown, Devin Singletary, Ruggs, Gus Edwards, Tony Pollard, Justin Fields, Marvin Jones, Corey Davis, Matt Ryan, Nelson Aguilar, Naeem Hines, and then you are up again. All right. So this is when we get into, what, the dart throw area probably? Maybe this is call your call your shot, you know, like call your shot. Um, <laughs> yes, uh, the steep the sleeper section, right? So there are a couple of wide receivers I kind of like in this area, and the running backs remaining. You would these are handcuffed guys. So Latavius Murray is a handcuff for Kamara. And Madison is a handcuff for Cook. And then J.D. McKissick, who had a ton of receptions last year, I don't see that happening again with Gibson, right? So I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We got Mooney, who you hear a lot about, but I already have Allen Robinson on that team. So I'm shying away from him. Rashad Bateman is a rookie, good potential, but Baltimore doesn't throw the ball a whole lot. Cole Hardman, he's what, like maybe third on the depth chart? I mean, he's the second receiver, but third probably passing target, maybe even fourth. Mm-hmm. You know what? I'm gonna I would I'm gonna throw the dart and I like the skill set of Bateman. I'm gonna go him. So after um, Bateman goes Higby, Latavius Murray, Hunter Henry, and then I am up. Um, uh, so I usually like to carry five running backs. I'm at four. Um, but again, looking down this list, I'm not really all that in love with any of these names because of what we said. With the exception of normally, you know, normally the rule of thumb is don't grab the handcuff from your same team. But I'm going to use this pick. It's one of my last, you know, like I'm going to have basically the defense left at the last round. So this is one of my last picks. I'm going to go ahead and take McKissick. Uh, Having Gibson, if something happens to Gibson, but also if something happens where Gibson doesn't, they're talking about an increase in receptions for him. If that doesn't come to fruition, McKissick will at least have a role. Um, Again, maybe for a bye week fill in or you know, if I cut him, whatever. It's one of my last picks. Um, I'm not going to back up Brady. Uh, I don't really like to carry two quarterbacks, especially if I drafted someone of that caliber. Um, the only positions that are left to do like a call your shot type of thing is wide receiver and tight end. So, ah. 
there's not really a guy other than Mooney. Maybe I'd like to make that my um, my pick. Uh, other than uh, I didn't take a look up and down if Brian Edwards is still there from uh, from uh, the Raiders. But you know what? Scrap what I had said. I am going to do a call your shot guy, and I am going to back up Brady. And I'm no, going to go. Okay. Yeah, I am going to go <laughs> ahead, and I'm going to call my shot here at Tua. Oh, all right, man. Okay. <laughs> um. Right. So like after it. Tua, Baker, Johnu Smith, Russell Gage, and then it is your pick. So I'm going to go defense around early, um, just just because. Um. <laughs> um I am going to – so there are a couple different teams I, in, that you can go with here. Uh, Washington football team, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, Buffalo Bills. Um, I'm just – I'm going to go ahead and uh, – I'm going to take the number one rated defense in the Washington football team. So after that, it's Mooney, Hardman, Hilton, Watson, uh, Elijah Moore, Philip Lindsay, Kirk Cousins, Tampa Bay, Baltimore, the Bills, Steelers, Rams, Niners, Pats. That is your last pick. All right, let's throw the throw the dart here, right? Um, I'm looking at. Wide receiver, I got Cole Beasley, uh, Jalen Rager, Rondell Moore, Paris Campbell, Christian Kirk. I'm I'm not in love with any of them. Um, Alexander Mattinson for uh, running back, and Kenny Gainwell, who's your that's your name of the year, right? I mean, again, I, I just don't know how you could have a better name as a running back. No, you can't. That's like having a, a wide receiver that's named uh, Fred Catches a lot. Yeah. <laughs> or or uh, a quarterback named like Sammy Spirals. <laughs> All right. So I got – like you, I like to – I don't know. I like to – carry between four and five running backs at this point i have three so i'm gonna take a handcuff here and i'm gonna take madison who has um filled in well when cook has been injured so after madison was cleveland denver the colts and i was hoping that it kind of broke out that way and the dolphins i think again you want to talk about a, a little bit of disrespect this was a very good defense last year a lot of turnovers. So um, I'm going to go ahead and select the Dolphins as my defense again. Um, I think every year I just take one of those defenses and then look for a team, you know, week three that started to make waves and then pick them up off of waivers, you know, and see where you get. There's not many years that you can't find a top five defense off of waivers. Um, it's very hard for defenses to repeat. Um, regardless of the talent. Uh, so don't be one of those people that takes a defense in the ninth round or something like that. Not that. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I have streamed defenses throughout the last couple of years. Um, and I've screened them based off matchups. Like I've, I've often tried to take a defense like, and obviously it doesn't work out this way, but, like, I see who, who's the worst offense in the league. Let me try to start that defense versus them that particular week. Um, regardless if they're, like, a top five defense. Um, so that's what I usually try to do with defenses. But, um, you know, you do find those defenses where you can start them week in and week out, right? I mean, I want, I don't want to have that. Like, so here's the thing is like, I'd like to just have somebody that I, I don't have to be chasing. 
you know, like, um, and I feel like it, I, I, if I have to, I have to, but I don't want to be spending all of my, um, if you do fab or if you have waiver priority, I don't necessarily know that I want to be spending that every week on a defense if I don't have to. Um, but point taken, your defenses still can be valuable. So it's still a starting position. You still want to meet that, beat that, win that matchup. Yeah, for sure. I mean, without a doubt, I, yeah, like basically like my point is, uh, it is, you valuable. can, if you want. Yeah. Yeah. And you it can, is if valuable. you want. Um, try to look for those matchups at times. Absolutely, because it's that's easier to predict than in round eight in August that who's going to be the number one defense. Yeah, for sure. So to kind of round it out, like my team, I um my starting quarterback is Tannehill. Uh, two running backs, Chubb and Harris, Najee Harris. Uh, my receivers, Allen Robinson. And Julio Jones. Kasicki's my tight end, not in love with him. Um, my flex spot, I could go Cooper Cup um, or Jerry Judy. Michael Gallup, maybe, depending on um, matchups in a particular week. Uh,. My defense is Washington, and my I think my um, dart throw for maybe home run hitting, <laughs> so to speak, to see how he does, Javante Williams on Denver, running back. You, but you got to take him. You do you, ha- you like, have to at times. Yeah. You have to take some players that can turn it on and win you maybe a league, but also may come on and be a good matchup or it's, it, it saves you for, from an injury that happens somewhere else or a bust that happens somewhere else. You need those high upside guys. You, you need the, those later round guys where if they hit, it really solidifies your roster. What you don't want to have happen is like you made a lot of mistakes early. And if you hit on one of those guys, it really doesn't help you. A la me last year with Justin Jefferson. I had just missed at too many spots earlier in the draft that getting a guy for free that was that good wasn't enough to rescue my poor drafting. So your team ends up what? So you're looking at probably um, your starting receivers or my starting receivers would probably be Diggs and CeeDee Lamb. My starting running backs week one would probably be Gibson and Davis. Um, just until I knew what ET what was going on with ETN. Um, starting quarterback is Brady, and that flex, like that's where it would kind of be interesting because I could have ETN, Jamar Chase, Debo Samuel. Um, again, may need some clarity when we get through preseason, but I like the upside with all three of those guys. Um, at tight end, Irv Smith. Um, and then, a you know, Jamal Williams and JD McKissick, we don't really, you know, we know what those guys are. They're not exactly, they might be an injury away from taking, you know, having a big season, but without that injury, you know, they're probably not super valuable. Mm-hmm. I took two quarterbacks and I never do Tua, <laughs> I think that, you know, uh, I doubt I would. He would end up on my roster very long because I doubt I would ever start him over Brady if Brady's playing. But I do think um, we tend to see Tua fresh off of a pretty nasty hip injury, um, and it's te- you know like, and we forget that Miami did a lot of work to bring in some offensive weapons. They did for sure. Yeah, and. Um, he might not have to be great in order to be good. You know, he could probably be just good and there's enough weapons that he could be, you know, the stats would say very good or the fantasy season would be very good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Brady, um, Gibson, D- 
Davis, most likely the other running back, and then two receivers being Diggs and uh, Lamb, and then figuring out the flex position, which is probably going to rotate throughout the season based on the not known commodities of the players that I took at the other at the receiver and running back position. Right. Yeah, I mean, I think for the first couple weeks, like this particular team that you drafted, like Diggs and Lamb are going to, and Gibson are going to carry your team. Um, and maybe you're right, like ATN um, or ETN comes on later in the season. Once they figure it out. Yeah. Once they figure it out. But also you might not just want to start him week one. I think that he's going to get a lot of catches. I I, I really do. And I think he's a dynamic player. Uh, So we'll see. I agree. Um, And like when in this, in the position you're in, like I absolutely like agree with you. Like I would probably start like Davis the first couple weeks to see how it shakes out for sure. Yep. So that's, I feel like my team versus your team, I feel like my team is like a, a lot of risk. You know, like I don't think Diggs is risky. I don't think Lamb is risky, but I think Gibson is risky. I think Etienne is risky. I think Davis, um, while he's kind of the only show in town, um, is still risky based on no history. Jamar Chase is risky. You know, like Mm -hmm. these are, this is a lot of high, like you could look like a genius or an idiot. <laughs> um, but I feel like when you're at pick 12, that's what you have to do. Yeah. I mean, instead of Gibson, you like what, like, were you ever, when you took Gibson, were you ever thinking Eckler? No. Okay. Um, I think for me, when I look at, Gibson, Eckler, Harris, Mixon, and maybe I would put Edwards in that group. I think I think Gibson has the ability to be top five. I think that we we tend to see the touchdowns and things that think that was the story of his season. Give they want to manufacture more touches for Gibson, and again, they've brought weapons in which might actually be better for Gibson. Curtis Samuel being there might be good for Gibson. Um, I think that he's having, I had him on t- in two of my three leagues last year. So I got to watch a good amount of Gibson. I just, I think that whenever he touched the ball, he was a good player. And I think when you have that, you want to try and get that guy more touches. I, I'm with you. I, in that position, this is tough, depending on your scoring. I think the only two players that out-catch Eckler are Kamara and um, McCaffrey. You have to... So this is good because it's a preference thing. Yeah. This is a preference play between the two of us. And while I agree, I'm also... you You have to ask yourself, what do you want? Because... You could very well just take like I could have very well just gone Harris, you know. Like I, it was pretty much Gibson or Harris. I think that I was going to take there, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily that I don't like Eckler. If I didn't take Diggs, like if I went two running backs, then I would have been more likely to take Eckler. Does that make sense to you? It does. Yeah. Um, the fact that I took one, I'm just, and I know we don't project injury. I'm just not sure that you can guarantee, like you can. Bet good money that Eckler is going to get you a high, you know, a 14-game season if he gets a lot of volume. I mean, that I, that's fair. Yeah, that's certainly fair. Um, so, but I would rather have Eckler than Mixon. Why is that? You like the offense better, the quarterback better? No, I just... It, Again, if I'm a betting man, <laughs> I think that he's just less risky than Mixon is. Okay. I think that Mixon is going to get a good amount of volume, but I think that we've seen I, – I like Mixon's talent. We've seen Cincinnati. I don't know how good they are at blocking <laughs> still, 
And when you draft a quarter or a wide receiver that early and you have invested, they've got Boyd, they've got Higgins, who was a second round pick. And then you have a top five pick in Jamar Chase bringing in the favorite weapon from your quarterbacks college. I don't know how much they're actually going to run the ball. Right. Now, let me ask you about a pick that I made. Mm-hmm. I want to get your thoughts on it. So I go Allen Robinson in the third round as my first wide receiver. And listen, we both really like Robinson, but he's never really had the best of quarterback play. But he's and been good it's going without to be the same here because you know a rookie could take over midseason. But I still think Andy Dalton or start the season. I should yeah, say. I think that they'll still be better than what he's had, even with a rookie. That's one. I don't think that you will find a starting quarterback on any team, and that includes Denver that it would be worse than Blake Bortles. <laughs> um, I think that that's a fair statement. That's why he's not starting on any team. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not, you know, and I f- will say the same thing about Trubisky because that's why he's not starting for any team. You know, like, if they were good enough, they'd be there. So I think that no matter what, he'll be better. Their quarterback play will be better. But also, he's shown us it doesn't even have to be that good. Oh, yeah. I mean... I think that... Yeah. Something would have to go really wrong in Chicago for him not to have a top 12 finish. I don't think he's going to get you a top 3 finish. But, but, but... He's good enough of a wide receiver to finish in the top 3 if he had better a better quarterback. Yeah, like if he were on Green Bay, he would probably be like in the first round, right? <laughs> no later than an early second. Right. Um, that's just that's just facts. So for Chicago, um, it's a matter of when Justin Fields takes over. Probably. Um, probably. I mean, they may start with Andy Dalton, but. Pretty sure Fields is going to take over at some point. Depending on how the team's doing, you know, right. like if they're playing well um, and and they've got some wins together, he may get to watch this whole season. Andy Dalton, for all his flaws, is a professional quarterback. True, right? You're right. Um, so I like Allen Robinson, and that's not my Penn State talking. <laughs> Um, he finishes last season in half point formats, wide receiver 12 with 211.9 um, fantasy points. The reality is, is the eight receiver, so four receivers above inside to the top 10, finished with basically what, 4.1 more, or no, five, 5.1 more fantasy points. 50 yards over an entire season. It's not. Or one touchdown. So my. To get from 12 to 8 is a matter of 5.1 points. If you're in full-point PPR, that's literally just 5 catches. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing. So do I think he's, you know, got that Adams or Hill or Diggs upside? Probably not. Um, But I, I think that an improvement of... Again, say everything was the same as far as points, maybe to different players. I think an improvement of 20 points over an entire season, which would put him into the top five, is possible. Now, looking over this draft Mm -hmm. as a whole... It's not going to break down this way. There's just... No, I I don't... it's, It's... Pretty strange to me, Barkley went three. Um, We discussed 
that he carries a lot of risk, right? Correct. Um, out of the running backs going in the first round, he and Taylor probably carry the most risk. And, and we kind of, they have two different reasons why, right? Like Barkley is his own coming off of an injury, a conservative approach. We don't know when we're going to see him. Jonathan Taylor is based on a quarterback injury. Like the offense is not going to be unless they bring rivers back, which is possible. Um, and injuries to the offensive line. We talked all offseason about Indianapolis has a top three offensive line. Indianapolis has a top three offensive line. Well, all of a sudden, they might not. <laughs> yeah. So what do you do with that? You know, and for me, like, I'm going to be adjust, readjusting my rankings hopefully Friday, um, maybe a little bit tomorrow. Taylor, like, Barkley is going to definitely come back because I want to add a little bit of like trying to come up with a good risk rating system for at least for the first three rounds and mostly for running back. But the reality is, is like Barkley should be going after Chubb. As should should Taylor, like regardless of my rankings, like I think I know I'm very high on Chubb, but regardless of my rankings, like I don't, think that like I could ever advise somebody to take those two players over Nick Chubb. Now, if you want to make the argument that you should take him over Elliot, I don't necessarily agree at this time, but I do, uh, you know, like I do understand. I don't know that Elliot has a path to, well, 17 game season. Say we you can aggregate that out to carries per game, but like, I don't think he has the same path to the same volume he's had. Um, that being said, he's going to be in a good offense. So I still would yeah. want to take Elliott over Taylor or Barkley. Um, so I think like I would just slide those two um, back behind, like probably even Aaron Jones, now that we know what's going on with Rodgers. Yeah, I, I like, yeah, Jones, his stock has gone up. Taylor now, has gone down. Right, as has Barkley. Right. Um, so I think that still I would take those guys ahead of the guys that we talked about, the Gibsons, the Ecklers, the Najee Harris, the Mixons. I still think I would take Barkley or Taylor or one of them, not both, <laughs> um, ahead of those other players just because the ceiling is so high. Again, take my Penn State bias away. I just don't know... The last time we saw an athlete of Saquon Barkley's ability at running back, and that's not saying any other running back is not an, a, a specimen, but Barkley is like a once in a twenty year specimen. Um, oh, well, I, I, I could not. I, yeah, absolutely. I mean, without speed, a doubt, I mean, speed, yeah. size, power. Um, so basically what you're taking there is that athletic ability. And I think because he's such a freak athlete, it warrants still going ahead of the other guys. Um, and, and I will say this, it's not just athletic, like he's a good football player, right? Like, yeah, he's a hell of a football player, but so are all the, yeah, so are all the guys going ahead of him. Right. Um, so what separates them, you know, uh, or, or what separate, right? Like Najee Harris is probably a pretty good football player. Austin Eckler is a good football player. So, um, what separates them? Well, none of, none of any of these running backs, except, you know, Sands, maybe Henry, um, is that kind of like freaks size, speed, power, and he has the catching ability. He's a very good receiver. So mm-hmm. um, it really comes down to the risk factor of we're probably not going to see him all preseason. Right. So I don't – It's good. when we look at this, right, we're telling you why we don't like him here. But the reality is, is just like we are talking about, 
there might be someone in your league that loves Saquon Barkley. <laughs> right? right. And they, and they yeah. may be picking at four and know that he's not coming back to them. For sure. So remember that, that it might be that Derrick Henry goes at six or Alvin Kamara goes at six because, again, you could be in a league with someone like me. I, I wouldn't take Kamara or Chubb over Kamara, but I may, depending on my my mood that day, I may take Chubb at five. You know, like, know, know your, your – you're not going to know their preferences, but don't be surprised if someone that you think was rated earlier – comes to you. Now, what it is you're going to do with that is going to change too. You know, if you're someone who favors taking a wide receiver, well, are you going to be able to take Tyreek Hill over Derrick Henry? That's what mock drafts prepare you for. Yeah, I mean, just... We, me and you, really like this exercise as mock draft, mock drafting, um... I couldn't say more about it. Absolutely, if you're listening, go to Fantasy Pros, which me and you like, or if you want to do it with friends, Sleeper. Use them both. Yeah, and, and just, again, you can't project that it's going to break down that way. Don't go like, oh, every draft I've been able to get, you know, whoever in the third round. That's not always going to break down that way. So look at groups of players. You know, try what it feels like to take Kelsey in the first round, depending on where you're picking. Try what it feels like. See what what makeup you get. And then get a feel. Get a feel for what types of players are going where or what happens when this player falls. What happens if I go two receivers and just wait on running back? Don't think of it as the player. Think of it as the position. Right. So that's our mock draft for this month. You and I have another show to do tomorrow. And then after that, we have our draft order coming that Sunday. So we'll be able to do a little bit, you know, like we'll be able to, when we mock draft, do a little bit better scouting. <laughs> um, yeah, I think that. next time we, yeah, right. Next time we mock draft, we'll probably, we'll mock, I don't want to give my picture. <laughs> I don't, it's funny because like, we're doing a show, but we also don't want to give what we're thinking away, too, right? Uh, like, oh, I don't care. <laughs> like, um, right. whatever. I guess you're right. Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, we'll probably, next time we mock draft, we'll mock draft in the position that we are drafting in our home leagues. Yep. So, um, as we're closing, Ed, are you in any other leagues than our home league, or are you down to one? I'm in one, but I am going to do some best ball leagues this year. Um, so we can talk about that. We can talk about best ball tomorrow. Maybe not, you know, like maybe that will eat up a good chunk of our of our show. Um, I think that we could talk about best ball and maybe some other formats. What we like about those. Um, especially because I, I think our listenership is mostly guys like in our age bracket that probably do a home league or maybe a home and a work league. Um, I'm in three leagues. Um, one is the league that you and I are in. I am in a league at work and I am in a league where it is someone else's home league. It's made up of 12 guys who have been in that league pretty much, you know, 15 or 20 years. Um, I think they started do, having to use newspaper before, you know, like that's how old that league is. So um, I don't know the order of that draft. Everybody kind of does it different. Uh, so guys. Yeah, some people do a, a, a potato sack race. To, yeah, to, on to... consecutive Sundays. So th- my point is, is that when you guys listen to Ed and I, when you go and look at my ranks, when you go and look at this stuff, like we play as much as anybody, you know, um, the league that you and I are in, this is year 17, 17. So like I've been playing fantasy football for at minimum 17 years. There was about two years when I was in college that I did a salary cap thing. Um, you play daily fantasy ed as well. I do. Um, so, you know, when we're talking, it's coming from 
a good amount of experience. Um, I, as of last year, now last year I had a bad year and our home league had a, like a championship game rate of like, you know, it's like basically one out of every three seasons I was playing in the championship game, something ridiculous like that. Um, so it comes from somewhere. We're not. Listen, some years you, I mean, we there's luck about no matter it. what. Yeah. There's luck no matter what. Um, like I like to say you make your own luck, but, um, some years you're more lucky than others. So there, that isn't, that is definitely a factor. You can't solve for it, right? Some yeah. years last, if I was going to be bad a year, I'll take 2020, the year like no other. Um, but point being is, is just like with poker, you can try and limit your exposure to being beat by luck. Um, you can't solve for it, but you can try and limit how much it hurts. So um, that's our mock draft episode. That's your lesson of the night. Um, We'll be back tomorrow to talk different league formats, to talk different types of fantasy football and that good stuff. So until tomorrow, guys. That's it.